Hi, and welcome to another edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicle. So glad to have you along. My name is Joe Painter. I hope by now you are following us on YouTube and you've liked us on Facebook because what's not to like? We meet the coolest people on What's the Story here on The People Chronicles, and we're about to meet Frank Grill. Hi, Frank. How you doing? I am wonderful. Thanks for taking the time and coming in. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. I have learned a little bit about what you do okay. at the Hope Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know you're the associate director. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what I don't know is what, draw, what drew you to the Hope Rescue Mission. How did you get there? Well, this might be longer than a 10 or 12 minute interview, but you can cut and paste it. Indulge like. me. <laughs> no, we're not cutting um, and pasting. This is your story. I, um, I became a Christian in 1997. Okay. And it was while I was in college. I went back as an adult learner and got a degree in finance at Penn State University. And then when I graduated, started working as a corporate analyst for the Vanguard Group mm-hmm. and got my MBA and, um, you know, continued in my, in my faith. But then somewhere along the way, I sort of backslid and my career started to take the primary focus of who and what I was. Mm-hmm. And I really identified myself um, to a great degree with what I was doing and my accomplishments. Through that, um, what ended up happening was... Um, I went through a lot of bad things. And um, I, I now, looking back, I can say that like a good father, uh, my God was disappointing me. Because he had great plans for me, but I, at the time I just didn't know what He was disappointed in you. No, he was disciplining me. Oh, I yes. thought, I thought, okay, he was Which, disciplining Which, you know, everybody thinks that sometimes discipline is punishment, but in reality, a lot of times, if you think of what we do with our kids, you know, we smack their hand if they're gonna put their finger in a, in a light socket, sure. or we do those things because we want what's best for them and we want, um, we, we want them to do the right things and not do things that are going to harm them and, 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 and sure. be detrimental to their success. So uh, what ended up happening was uh, my marriage fell apart. Um, and that was devastating enough for me. But then through the divorce, um, it was during the real estate debacle. And oh boy. when everything was kind of unwinding, um, I ended up having to claim bankruptcy. I had two properties. I had a, a huge property in Morgantown, and I had a vacation property, and I was living a lifestyle that was the lifestyle of a corporate analyst, and I, you know, driving around Lincoln, and you know, so all these fun and exciting. Oh, it, it, it was. But uh, like I said, you know, it was one of those things where I had kind of lost my way, and my priorities kind of got a little bit messed up. And um, so then, when when neglecting my wife led to her moving on. Um, Immediately, what I did was I seek God, and I came back to Him and started attending church, and I, you know, started to go to counseling just to find out what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. And um, after, after I thought that I had kind of weathered the storm and been able to deal with some of these things, then I got the last crushing blow, which was then I was laid off as a corporate analyst. So I had never ever experienced being downsized, right sized, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was um, divorce bankruptcy, which really, really hurt because as I said, I had identified with who and what I was. And as a corporate analyst, I'm like, wow, I got a degree in finance and an MBA and here I am claiming bankruptcy. That was something that actually Success hurt. Success money to you at that point? <clears throat> yes. Uh, and it re- what, but it hurt the core of my being because sure. that's what I saw myself as was this, oh, wow. you know, highfalutin um, guy that could analyze anything and always make the right decision. And, and, and so um, those things really led me down to, to quite honestly, a bottom a rock bottom. Uh, and I didn't know what that was going to be used for um, until a little bit later. But then I, I lost my job. So here I am, 
a single guy um, with nothing at this point. Mm -hmm. I was sharing a, a place with another guy who had been divorced recently. So we were sharing homes and uh, I had my, my son with me um, at the How time. How old was he? He was, let's see, at that time, I guess he was about 11-ish. Okay. Um, and now he's a senior in high school. And, um, and I had two older kids, one that was in college and another one that chose to live with his mom. Uh, and he was older as well. But um, so as I'm going through all this, I, I kind of had to take an inventory of my life mm -hmm. and, and say, okay, I need to obviously rejigger some things. Um, while I was unemployed, I said, you know, if I'm not going to be productive doing work, I might as well volunteer. So through my church and, and um, you know, through a couple of different other organizations that I had kind of looked up and, and researched, uh, I started volunteering at Salvation Army and Hope Rescue Mission, a couple other places. But there was just something about the Hope Rescue Mission that kept drawing me back there. And it's strange because um, as, as the guys learned more about me, the guys meaning the staff of Hope Rescue Mission, they're like, you know, our residents are coming up and saying what a great time they had at chapel because, you know, you actually played music for a half hour instead of <laughs> preaching the word of God to them, you know. And, uh, and I would give my personal testimony, but then I would I'd bless them with some music because I'm also a musician and now I'm a worship leader at my church. Um, wow. But yeah, so these things that were from my childhood or, or things that I did when I was a teenager started being drawn back out. And this very black and white analyst started to have like a creative side that was starting to blossom. And um, shortly after, you know, I, I don't want to say shortly after, but a few months after I was uh, volunteering at the mission, Rob Turchy came up to me and he said, listen, we're trying to do an expansion at the Hope mm -hmm. Rescue Mission. Um, but neither my boss or I have any financial experience. Would you like to you know, help us out with that right. endeavor so we right. could go to the board and propose it? So I did a business plan for them and they loved it. And then shortly after that, they offered me a position at the Hope Rescue Mission. And after I got the position and, and I knew I had procured employment, I sat down with the executive director and I said, why did you hire me? I don't have any social work skills, no counseling skills. I don't have a degree in divinity and this is a Christ-based mm -hmm. you know, uh, shelter. What was it that, you know, and I knew some of the other candidates that had some of those qualifications. So I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, what was it? And he said, honestly, it was your frankness and not meaning my name, but um, the way I went in and I shared with the guys and I told them about my struggles and I told them that mm -hmm. if it wasn't for a great biological family, as well as a wonderful church family that lifted me up through those dark times, I probably would have ended up in a place like hope. And so it was that honesty with them that the executive director saw as something that he could work with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's an old adage, um, you know, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. If I would have listened to my family and my friends um, and my former coworkers, I would have never taken the job. I mean, I heard things like, you don't have any of this experience. It's going to eat you up alive. You're going to see all these horrible things. And, and I did. I did see all these horrible things. And I have experienced a lot of heartache um, in sharing the struggle with a lot of the guys there. But when I'm driving home, this grace just falls over me and I'm able to actually uh, spend quality time and be at home and, 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 and be, be there and be present in the moment um, where I wasn't when I was in, in corporate America. Uh, I just wasn't able to do that. And that, I think it's a blessing because what I did was I saw the opportunity and I walked through the door and now he's blessing me in it. And I've got my head on straight. So. I've, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> From time to time, you know. Yeah. I, I heard a whole lot of... Um, uh, grounding through yeah. all of that story. Absolutely. You, despite 
uh, lots of upheaval, seem to have remained grounded. I'm curious, you said you became a Christian in 97? 97. Mm -hmm. what, what prompted the conversion? What was going on? Uh, that's another kind of long story, but um, I was married at the time, and like I said, I, mm -hmm. I went back to school as an adult learner uh, to my first wife. Um, and uh, one of her relatives was brutally murdered. And I was just having this struggle with acceptance and, and like why and you know how could this happen and so I was really questioning a lot of things and one of them was questioning God. And so uh, my mom, who uh, already was a Christian uh, and she had been for quite some time, she came to visit and she said, you know, have you ever thought that maybe God is the answer? And I'm like, no, nah, it never really crossed my mind. So she just opened the phone book and she said, the first non-denominational Christian church, let's just go there on a Sunday and see what happens. And so we did, and I came out of there feeling better than when I went in. So I was oh, like, wow. okay, well, there's got to be something to this. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, and that was in uh, maybe March or April of, of that year, 1997. But I remember the day, May 27th, 1997, and it was actually a service that, um, it was a group service, and uh, we went into somebody else's church, um, and, but my pastor was speaking there. He was a guest speaker. And, um, you know, everything was, I didn't want to get up, but he, he gave an altar call. And that's when I decided, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I gave so my you were given an invitation and you took it. Yeah. And you just said moments ago, mm -hmm. um, doors and opportunities have presented themselves and I've, I've walked through them. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a theme in how you're living your life. You, Absolutely. You talked yeah. about, I'm a black and white guy. I like numbers, right? but yet you have an artistic bent and you're bringing that gift to Hope Rescue Mission. Mm -hmm. And you were talking before we started this interview uh, about an experience at the mission that Awaken was all around it because there's some good things happening at the mission. In that whole journey, what's possible next? Because there've been so many possibilities that it kind of landed here, but you, know, you took them. Not everybody does. So right. you walked into them. What's your next possible? What do you see happening? Or how do you want to... You know, with, with the things that have happened, and, and let me just tell you something. Uh, I live in a house now yeah. that is almost an exact replica of the house that I had in Morgantown. Really? Yeah. And my wife is in ministry as well. So with two people in ministry, we're able to afford and we're able to live exactly the way I was living you know, from a, from a house and stamp of four bedrooms, double car garage, nice backyard, fenced in, finished basement, all the, you know, God's in the business of restoration. Huh. And, and he needed to tear me down in order to raise me back up. But like you say, you also have to recognize those things. I mean, I think so many of us go through life and we just, you know, myopically focus on whatever we think and whatever we believe is the next step. I don't know what, what's next. But I, anything is possible, absolutely anything. I mean, my, my, my wife um, actually signed me up for The Voice um, because I'm a singer. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> it, it was, back in, it was okay. back in February. And, and I actually asked her to, to cancel it because I feel as if, um, if God's going to, if he's going to promote me, He'll then it's going to be through him. And I have that comfort now. I always had, you know, I, I played in bands. That's why I went to school as an adult learner. I took a seven-year hiatus, and I was playing up and down the East Coast in bands. Oh, my and, goodness. You know, oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But, um, and I realize now that I wasn't serious about it. 
I was more, I, I, I enjoyed it and I loved it and it was a lot of fun, but I also had that partying side and I also had the things that I was doing that really wasn't focusing on my music and my, and, and my gifts and, and, and putting the best foot forward. So I, I have that maturity now to kind of say, yeah, probably one of the reasons you didn't make it was because you really weren't serious about it. But sometimes we never have that introspective look. Right. And we just go through right. life with this myopic focus of, you know, oh, wow, the world's against me. Or, oh, geez, you know, they have it and I don't. Or, oh, wow, um, you know, it didn't work this time and uh, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing that I'm doing. Well, no, I'm, I'm constantly looking at myself and saying, what do I need to do to get better? Wow, we don't hear that a whole lot. So you've been bounced around, you've bounced up, bounced down, you've bounced back. You have a lot of energy. I do. <laughs> Yet you seem very happy and very at peace. Yeah. And when you run across people who are struggling at mm -hmm. Hope Rescue Mission, that's why it's there. Your words of advice to them are look in the mirror, look at yourself, because that's what you just said. Uh, partly, uh, but, but you know, the other aspect of that is we believe, and that's, that's why I think the opportunity to work at Hope is awesome, um, that the gospel addresses a lot of those mindset and heart set issues mm -hmm. that sometimes lead to us going down the primrose path. Um, so thinking of something a little bit broader than yourself, not me, 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 me all the time, but No, but could, I mean, look at yourself, you said, what can I do? Yes, yes. That's what I mean, but yeah. But if you have that broader perspective sometimes, it allows you to do that easier. So um, what can I do to better myself, but how's this? What have I been created for? And if I've been There's created for a plan and a purpose, then shouldn't my desire be to... Uh, try to unfold what that is. And I didn't create myself, right? But if I can take that leap of faith to say that there is something here that's been created by a power that's greater than me. And we're not just on this blue marble running around by chance, right? So, you know, if you believe in God, then you believe that God doesn't make mistakes. Everything is created for a plan and a purpose. Uh, everything has its purpose. Then you can kind of fit into his plan. I always say to the guys, I say, you can be the lead actor in your own movie or your own play, right? Or you can be a part of his story or history. So and really his story is, I mean, the people in the Bible, they never knew that they were going to be in the Bible, but these were stories that they lived their life out and now we're reading about them and we're able to kind of put things in perspective and apply it to our lives today. We can be those people. We can be people just the same as those people, now nobody's going to probably write a second Bible, but you're going to be able to impact people in such a way that your legacy is going to live on far beyond your life. Because those seeds that you plant right. are going to grow to be fruit. And the gift of yourself keeps giving. And you just shared your story. So yes. no, not a second Bible, but a story mm -hmm. that will continue to give. Amen. So Hopefully. thank you for sharing it here. Well, thank What's you. the story? I appreciate it, Frank. Frank Grill. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.